Hi, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is the Marketing Unleashed podcast. Today on the podcast, spoofs and crowdsourcing creative work. What recent UK election posters can teach us. Hi, I'm Gary Bembridge, and remember that you can find out more and follow me at garybembridge.com online or on Twitter, which is at Gary Bembridge. Now, followers of my blog particularly will know that I'm very interested by user-generated content. And I'm also interested in the more formal spoofing or hijacking of a brand's advertising by, by others. I think there's a lot we as marketeers can learn from this area. The internet and access to vehicles to disseminate and share the material generated by users or companies has definitely made it easier than ever as has the access to the technology to make it easy for even non-technology-savvy people to produce videos or Photoshop images and create other digital materials. One area, not surprisingly, that's creating a lot of activity is the political one. And we saw in the run-up to the 2010 elections in the UK not only individuals creating, spoofing and hijacking posters and ads, but even the parties doing it. And it seems that the process is almost becoming an iterative creative development process. This alone is fascinating to watch and understand as it puts a whole new slant and opportunity to think about creative development moving forwards, crowdsourcing your creative process. It may not be as mad as you think, so take this example. It's a very well-documented example. The Labour Party ran a competition in the UK allowing supporters to submit ideas for a poster in the run-up to the announcement of the election in 2010. A young fashion store manager called Jacob Quagalizi submitted an idea that built on the UK TV show Ashes to Ashes, which is set in the 1980s. The idea was worked up by Saatchi and Saatchi creative teams using an image of the lead character Gene Hunt sitting on the Quattro car that he drives, but they superimposed the head of David Cameron, the leader of the Conservatives, with the headline, Don't let him take Britain back to the 1980s. Trying to associate the party with Margaret Thatcher of the 1980s, for which, when for many, she and the Conservatives became very unpopular. How clever everyone thought that was, and the process of how they got the ad through a competition and then working it up created a lot of publicity. However, within hours, the Conservatives had a version of the ad out where they changed the headline to Fire Up the Quattro, It's Time for Change, evoking the mood of some that it is in fact time for change in the country. This then swamped the publicity and was seen as genius and completely hijacked the story. For me, the most interesting thing about this was not only the sense of spoofing and building, but the sense of evolution and how we saw building on ideas, which already, as we know, is the very heart of the creative process. You know, agencies present ideas, We talk about them, we feedback, they do some more work, they build on them. But it's fascinating to see it played out quite so publicly, with the public themselves actually being able to engage, to interact, and to contribute. It seems to be happening all over. The very same week as this thing happened in the UK, the Australian Tourist Board revealed a new line in a campaign, There's Nothing Like Australia, and spoofs very quickly started appearing in this case reflecting less than flattering events in Australian history, using the same slogan. In fact, a whole website, which was www.nothinglikeaustralia.net, appeared where people started contributing, kind of tongue-in-cheek, rude, or sometimes even offensive adverts, 
with the look and the feel and the line, there's nothing like Australia. It created engagement, it created a kind of an iterative process, and in reality some of the work is probably more clever and more considered than some of the work that Richard came out of the agency. Again, these created huge amounts of publicity, more than the original campaign ever could or did. So did the spoofs harm or did they help? Help, I think, as people are intelligent and clever enough. They see a spoof for what it is. But one thing I do know is that I knew there was a new push and a new campaign for Australia and I knew what the end line was. There's nothing like Australia. I probably would never have noticed it otherwise. And hopefully I'm intelligent and clever enough to understand the difference between the original and the spoof. And the same with the messages from the Labour and Conservative. The spoofs and the interactive nature of the poster got coverage and debate and the message has stuck and was made more clearly. And of course the publicity created much more than a poster ever could do. Of course, which one resonates and which one registers probably depends on one's political leaning. But at least you know what each is trying to instill, what each is trying to get the message across. And this whole iterative, interactive process, which is played out in public, I find very interesting because it's taking the normal creative process, which is normally done kind of in office between the client and the agency, to a whole new level. What do you think? If you have a point of view, why don't you visit my blog at garybembridge.com or drop me a line on Twitter at Gary Bembridge. So until next time, great marketing.